The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Coach, who was most at fault for the loss to Iowa? I know, of course, it wasn't you. Was it uh, the officials, players, assistant coaches? Um, I'll have to get back to you on what happened there. Coach, I wrote a column that says if a five-win team had previously won a national championship, even if it was a long time ago, they should be included in the college football playoffs. Why is my idea being ignored? And when you plant a seed, it, it doesn't, you don't necessarily see sprouts right away. Coach! 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 The players caused a loss by wearing hoodies. What else went wrong? I think this team's confidence uh, can sometimes be fragile, and that's the team that we inherited. Coach? Coach. After going an incredible four wins last year and then a phenomenal five wins this year, uh, shouldn't you get another contract extension? I mean, it has been a couple weeks. It's coming, and I think people recognize that, and uh, we'll make sure the recruits recognize it too. Coach, 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 coach. Coach, after the Iowa game, many Hawkeye fans were talking about the number five, holding up their hands to signify five. Why are Hawkeye fans so jealous of our five championships uh, they've been through a lot thank you coach great season Go Big Red! from WHO it's sound off with Keith Murphy and John Sears now get ready to sound off welcome to sound off alongside John Sears, I'm Keith Murphy. That was one way to start the show. Yeah, I guess uh, some press conferences go a little differently than you normally see. but I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. Sound off at 515-282-9010. Hot topic, the Hawkeyes use explosive big plays, A.J. Epinesa's smothering defense, and a last-second field goal from Tim Duncan. Keith Duncan. Keith Duncan. <laughs> His name is Keith, like Murphy, Keith Duncan, to beat Nebraska for a fifth straight time. 27-24, the loss keeps Nebraska out of a bowl game and moves Iowa to nine wins. Hawk fans, what do you think about nine and three? Keith Duncan. Keith Duncan, the favored Cyclones don't finish strong at Kansas State. The Wildcats make it 11 out of 12 against Iowa State with a 27-17 win. Cyclone fans, what do you think of the season so far? Seven and five. Sound off, 515-282-9010. Tim Duncan, get out of here. <laughs> the Vegas over-under for Hawkeye wins this season, seven and a half. Iowa won nine, and the three the Hawks lost were top 15 teams by a combined 14 points. And yet, some fans have had enough of this mediocrity. Whatever you think Iowa football has been under Kirk Ferentz, it's not mediocre. Mediocre programs don't have five top 10 finishes in 20 years with a shot at a sixth. 
This all reminds me of a boss I once had. She didn't eat, sleep, and breathe news, so even though she was nice and we all liked her, some people wanted a change. I remember saying, be careful what you wish for, and that's one I got right. The next boss in was barking mad. Be careful what you wish for. Nebraska has gone from firing coaches for only winning nine games a season to giving unnecessary contract extensions to coaches who win nine games in two seasons. Iowa played Michigan State for the 2015 Big Ten title. Since that game, Mark D'Antonio is 24 and 24. Northwestern won the Big Ten West last year. This year, three and nine with one conference win, one. Iowa State is having arguably its best three-year run in modern history. The Cyclones did not win nine games in any of those years. It's not easy. Ask Tom Herman or Jim Harbaugh. Not everyone gets to be Alabama, and this year, that includes Alabama. As Johnny Orr once told me, though I'm sure he wasn't the first to say it, the other team is also trying to win. Fans get to feel how they want, and no one should be discouraged for wanting championships, just as the players and coaches do. But Hawkeye fans, don't lose sight of what you have in hand. There's a slight chance it could be better, and a more likely one, it could be worse. No doubt about that. All right, time for I Think. For the second straight year, it was the foot of a Hawkeye kicker that sent Husker fans home head-scratching. But let's go back to how Iowa got in position to kick the game winner. When the Hawkeyes got the ball with 32 seconds left on their own 26-yard line, who in their right mind thought they would go for the win? Not me. I was convinced we were going to see a draw play for four yards, run the clock out, take your chances in overtime, right? I was at Ohio State 10 years ago when this same situation happened. Only then, the Big Ten title was on the line. Instead, Kirk Ferentz played for overtime and eventually lost. This time, Kirk pushed all his chips in went for the win on the road in Lincoln. And keep in mind, up to this point, Nate Stanley had just 45 yards passing total for the entire game. First play of the drive, deep pass to Nico Regani. Looked like a catch, ruled a catch, but overturned after a lengthy review. Time to run out the clock, right? Iowa took its shot, didn't happen, let's go to overtime. Wrong, third down. Stanley fires a laser to Amir Smith-Marset, gain of 22 yards, looked like possible targeting. Refs say no, we move on. 13 seconds left, same play, different receiver. This time it's freshman tight end Sam Laporta. Another gain of 22, down to the 30, spike the ball. Six seconds left, on comes Keith Duncan to lock up the Lou Groza Award and keep Nebraska from going bowling. Ball game, celebration on. It was a perfect ending to a not-so-perfect game. The Hawkeyes blew a 14-point lead, Stanley having his worst game of the season. Questionable calls, bad weather, you name it, everything pointed towards Iowa playing for overtime. But give Ferentz credit, he rolled the dice, went for broke, and came away with the biggest Black Friday prize, a win. I was surprised how aggressive that was, especially when the play was overturned. They just kept pushing the ball downfield. I thought for sure after the, Re the Regani overturned, yep, I thought, okay, he's going to run it and go to overtime. But, man, credit to, credit to Ferentz. Uh, Jason and Bondurant will sound off first tonight. Jason, uh, what are your thoughts on the Black Friday game? Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I really thought that 
uh, Hawkeyes were going to do better than what they did, but they, they, they showed up, they won. But I just want Kurt Ferentz to step over the top. I want him to be something bigger than he is, and I'm surprised that doesn't happen. What, what would you like him to be? I want him to be a non-disputed Big Ten champion. A non-disputed Big Ten champion. Okay. Well, uh, I know he's trying. Thank you for they that. They are working hard at it. There are people who agree with you. Jacob in West Des Moines. Jacob, what do you think of Nate Stanley Friday? Jacob, go ahead. Jacob's not there. Kyle is in Pella. Kyle, uh, Hawkeye football, what's on your mind tonight? You know, it's just a um, great day to be a Hawkeye fan. We beat those bums from Nebraska. I just want to talk about the contrast between Scott Frost and Kirk Ferentz. Scott Frost just throwing his team under the bus in the post-game post conference. That's something I'm just proud to say that Kirk Ferentz, he wouldn't do that in a million years. He's a player's first coach. He'd take all the responsibility. So it's just good to see that we have the good coach. They don't have the good coach. We're going to keep the wins coming from years to come, I think. Uh, thanks for the call, Kyle. I, I do think Scott Frost is going to be fine uh, e- eventually. He's not going to mm-hmm. coach them to national championships, but they're, they're getting a little bit better each year. But I agree with the caller, and it stands out more when you're losing. Yeah. But uh, he, he, will, uh, he, he will throw his players under the bus. He will criticize his own assistant coaches. He doesn't sound like he takes much responsibility himself. And that can rub some people the wrong way. It already has. And I wouldn't be surprised if more players transfer. They'll certainly get some more recruits in. They have another good recruiting class coming in. But when you win, everything works, right? When you win, no one cares what you say. When when you're losing, fans care what coaches say. Steve Alford found out the same thing. Lookalikes with a local connection. Dalton from Colfax says, Iowa quarterback looks like, would it be Tommen? Tommen? Tommen Baratheon? From Game of Thrones, tiny breath. Mm, no, not like going. That. Not going with that. Jim says Baylor quarterback Charlie Brewer looks like actor Matt Damon. Tiny ref. Yeah, it's close. It's close enough. You know, he looks more like him with a helmet on, if you can believe that. Send your lookalike nominations to sound off at whotv.com. Guys, these two are ahead of schedule, but that doesn't mean that we should be too. Just cool your jets. It's What's Bugging Andy next. Time for another game of Knockout One Must Go, suggested by viewer Jason Rangel. It's Christmas Mm. shopping. One store's got to go. Which store do you knock out? Kohl's, Best Buy, Target, or Walmart? I'm knocking out Walmart just to keep my sanity this Christmas season. It is time to find out what's bugging Andy. What, what is bugging Andy? Don't look at me. What do Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson have in common? Well, probably very little, other than the fact they both play quarterback and both are being worshipped by fans who are on an express mission to anoint them as the greatest thing since cotton underwear. Brock Purdy has been even better this year than he was last year. He's breaking Cyclone passing records right and left. By the time he leaves Ames, he should be the greatest to ever play the position at Iowa State and perhaps even more. Same thing with Jackson, only at a higher level. He has been great and he's on a collision course with the playoffs and the MVP award. For both of these young stars, that should be enough for now. But of course, 
It isn't, at least not for we the fans. No, 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 we want superlatives, we want judgments, we want a headline that drops like a steel girder on a dollhouse. We want to say these guys are the best, and we want to say it loud with no exceptions, and most of all, we want to say it now. We're like Amazon shoppers. We see it, we want it, we get it, and if we don't, we go somewhere else. Let's just wait and see what happens, all right? Let these guys play a little more first. Let them grow, let them improve, and then to be fair, let their opponents adjust to them and let them battle injuries because that's what the greats have done and that's what the critics of the future will point out if they don't play a little more. There is plenty of time for all-time status. These aren't young men looking to get married before their draft card comes in the mail. We're always in such a hurry to put a crown on a prince. Maybe it's because we're living in constant fear that they'll eventually disappoint us by doing something we don't like, like Bonds or Favre or Tiger Woods. Or maybe they'll just become human and won't appeal to everyone like LeBron James. But that's the thing with all-time greats. They've all had to run that gauntlet, and it's after that they've survived. And truly, it's time to call them all-time greats these guys will have their chance to stand on the pedestal and if they don't well it's because they didn't belong there and we'll be glad we waited i'm andy fails and that's what's bugging me neither quarterback at his best this weekend but still good straight ahead who's in your five this video represents one of the five spots Follow us on Twitter, it's at SoundOff13. Daniel writes, good a season as any to remind some, football's a sport, a game. I've been guilty of overreaction as well. There's never a reason to be rotten to young athletes. Don't tie your self-worth to collegiate athletics. Watch it, love it, but be decent and kind always. Good yeah. advice. Yeah, good advice. Brett David. writes, the fact that a 7-5 season for Iowa State is seen as disappointing is proof that Matt Campbell is an amazing coach. After years of going 2-10 and 10 or 3-9, and nine, I'll gladly take a 7-5 and five record. But I know next year can be even better. Purdy, Kohler, and Hall are all returning. Hashtag Cyclones. No doubt he's raised the standard and raised us. Ready to take the next step. Yep. Yeah. Who's in your five? Heroes Game Trophy winners the past five years. Uh, number five, 2015. That was a good one. Iowa. Um, number four, 2016. Another good one. Iowa. Number three, 2017, mm. Iowa. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, 2018. I remember that one. Iowa. And uh, number one, 2019, and that was... Those all have a theme. Too. Iowa. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's who's in your five. Mike is in Urbandale. Mike, welcome to Sound Off. Uh, good evening, Keith. Good evening, Mike. Well, my, what's on my mind is Hawkeye football. I'm a gopher. I'm married to a lovely Hawkeye. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, my my uh, statement is, if you want to become the Gopher Nation or Husker Nation, get rid of Kurt Ferentz and his staff, and then suffer through what we've gone through in Minnesota, Brewster and other coaches who didn't know one end of the football field to the other, and thank God we finally got P.J. Fleck. And I, I know he may not be popular, what you see is what he get, what you get. But he's taken us to um, a ten and two season, and hopefully on from there. 
I'm kind of warming up to the guy. Uh, he, I am I, too I, a little I, bit. I think he might be that genuinely upbeat. I, I think he is, and I know it's, a lot of it's cliche is what he says, but he, he rattles it off so quickly that I kind of enjoy it sometimes. I kind of enjoy it. He's done a great job at Minnesota, but yeah. what the caller is saying is basically part of what I was saying in, in Murphy's Law, which is you got to be careful what you wish for. There yeah. is a chance it gets better, but there's a, there's a chance it's, it gets worse, and it's a more likely chance. And, and when, Far it go, more likely. when it goes worse and if it goes worse, it can take a long time to get back. Ask because then all, all of a sudden recruits don't want to go there, and I mean it can take a long time. Uh, Lance is in Boone with Hawkeye football in his mind. No Cyclone calls coming in tonight, Lance. What's your Keith, thought? What's going on, man? How's Sunday going? It, Sunday's great. Thanks for asking. How about you, Lance? So, me and my roommates have been cooking up a little bit of what you could call a conspiracy theory. And the premise of that is that Kirk Ferentz is going to retire after this season. So, Keith, the points we have are that he, he's, uh, he passed Hayden Fry for all-time Big Ten wins mm-hmm. with a win over Nebraska. Um, this senior class, you could say they're kind of his guys. You know, you got the Paulson twins, the guys that are playing. Those are, you could say those are his guys. Well, he's also been a little bit emotional after the game. You know, very, I would emotional. say very emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, the, the premise of what we're saying here is that Kirk Ferentz is going to retire after this season. Have a good Sunday. All right, thanks you too, Lance. Uh, th- I'm not expecting that, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he certainly has a lot of years left on his contract. Yeah, and I, and I, I do think that Kirk will be a guy that will want to go out on a high note. I do too. I don't think he's going to, you know, if, if they go six and six or five and seven, happen during the next couple of years, I don't think he'll want to go out then. So I do think, you know, if, if and when he retires, he'll go out on a season like this, like a nine and three. Over, under, overrated, a turkey leg at the state fair. That's just gross. John, do you buy those? I don't. Walk around eating that? It, like, it just looks weird walking around with a big leg in your like hand. Fred Flintstone. Yeah, like underrated, the turkey cup at Buccaneer Arena. Fun. That is a fun game between the Capitals and Oak Leafs. Some Des Moines Roosevelt students want their coach back. That's part of face-off next. Time to bounce around some more topics. We call it face-off. Joe McQuarrie broke his silence about why he says he was let go as Roosevelt track coach. McQuarrie says, quote, I was told kids need more slack and less consequence. To me, that says McQuarrie is a tough coach with high standards, but judging by the support after the firing, many are upset about this. Yeah, I have heard from dozens of McQuarrie's former athletes, including my own son, all say McQuarrie was tough and demanding, but to a man and woman, they say it's what they needed. And as adults, they appreciate it more than ever. Now, we have to allow for there being something we don't know, but with what we do know, this is weak sauce. Former Dowling standout Matthew Hawk threw his first NFL touchdown. Hawk is a punter for the Dolphins, but a trick play allowed for the touchdown pass. I did a story on Hawk seven years ago. He kind of just fell into punting. Boy, has it paid off. Pretty cool. Yeah, that was a fun play, one of the best of the year. And it's been cool to see all the Dowling and Southside pride for Hawk today. Good day for the CIML. The fans were down on Iowa basketball last week, but in Vegas, the Hawkeyes upset 12th-ranked Texas Tech and then played undefeated San Diego State, tough to the final minutes. Mm -hmm. Huge positive for a team that needs some momentum. I could not have been any more surprised if I had woken up with my head sewn to the carpet. (laughs) Great effort from the Hawks. The Cyclones went 1-2 and in the Bahamas, showed promise, but it was this chest-showing, beer-guzzling, mean mug and Iowa State fan that stole the show on Twitter. John, he's the new Chuck Bruce. Ooh. 
Knockout results. Store for Christmas shopping. One had to go and, and you knocked out Walmart. You called it. Oh man. Walmart is out. Walmart People is love Target. out. All right. We have uh, just over a minute left in the show. Some quick thoughts. One thought from each of you, please. Kirk and Elston, what's your thought? Uh, here's the deal. So I'll make this quick. Last time I was down in uh, Jacksonville for the tax later bowl. It was very disappointing but that we lost, but the Tennessee fans had a great point. They had Phil Fulmer, went 204, 152 losses, what, 75% win. And then they went on to go to Lane Kiffin, 7-6. They fired him, and then they went on to the next coach, 47%. And they said, hey, you know what? You need to keep Kirk Ferentz, great coach. Thank you for that happen. story. Uh, Tammy and Beaverdale, you'll get the final word here. Um, the Hawkeyes had a good win, and I, I'm glad that they are going to be going to a bowl game, but I don't know which one. I hope it's a good one. I think it might be the Holiday Bowl, Tammy. Thank you. That'll do it for us. We're back next week, and we hope you are, too. We leave you with the sound-off send-off. Murph's first trip to Manhattan did not go well for Iowa State or Murph. Manhattan, no place like it. And, John, we're happy to report nothing but nice people. Uh, we've seen no muggings, no crime. We've <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Manhattan, no place like it. And, John, we're happy to report nothing but nice people. Uh, we've seen no muggings, no crime. We've <laughs> Never mind. <laughs>